Hey, Fit Friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. Hands up if you are a night owl by nature. I'm going to keep it real with you, and I want you to understand that I do not have a 5 a.m. routine and not wake up at 5 a.m. every single day. This is best case scenario when it happened, how to maximize your time. So today I'm going to share with you my 5 a.m. morning routine, as well as some different scenarios, but ultimately give you five steps to help you have a morning routine, even when you're not a morning person. And if you're new here, welcome. Our mission here at Friend Happy Hour is to empower women who view fitness and nutrition as the means to improve their appearance, to overcome that need to measure success by the numbers and really start owning their strength and confidence from within. What that means to you is we help women with a history of disordered eating and exercise obsession find that fierce food freedom and body confidence. We do this through heart-centered, evidence-based, one-on-one and group nutrition counseling that really utilizes the fundamental principles of intuitive eating and mindful movement. We also deliver free educational content via social media, our weekly newsletter, and of course, here, the Fit Friends Happy Hour podcast, which is also now on YouTube. If you want weekly non-diet inspiration, recipes, and more, go to katiehake.com forward slash newsletter, and we'll send that to your inbox weekly. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, the podcast where we help you redefine the word fit so you can stop quantifying and start living. I'm your non-diet dietitian, personal trainer, and host, Katie. Join me each week for solo episodes and expert interviews where self-care meets science. Whether you're a group fitness, front row diva, or just starting out on your wellness journey, whether you choose oat milk or full fat in your latte, all foods, all backgrounds, and all bodies are welcome here as you embark on your non-diet journey. Let's talk about best case scenario, okay? If I am getting up, press go to start my workout at 5 a.m., that alarm goes off about 4.30, 4.45. I'll quickly throw my clothes on, run downstairs. First thing I have to do, I am at still nursing at this time, and so I will pump. And as I'm pumping, I'm not just going to stand there for 15 minutes, so I throw in a frozen Angle waffle, that is my go-to in the mornings. I eat my frozen waffle. And while I'm doing that, I also do my devotional that's on my phone. I'm in this group with other women who every day, it's like a plan. If you've heard of the Bible app and you, you go through and you, you check the box. And so anyways, it's like we're on our phone all the time. So that is super easy. I've got a group that holds me accountable. And I do that at some point every day, ideally when I'm pumping first thing in the morning. So kind of easing into it, once that caffeine's kicked in, I finished pumping, you know, put it back in the bottles, back in the fridge, all that, those sort of things, I will exercise. As you know, of course, here on the podcast, we prioritize movement. It's very important. We know the power of it. And so this looks different whether I am exercising at home or I'm actually physically going to take a class at the gym, at, you know, a studio, depending on what it is, they like to switch it up. There's definitely pros and cons to both. I know when I exercise at home, the pro is that there's no drive time, right? I can get down, I can start and quickly squeeze in a condensed 30 minute, 45 minutes and be there, you know, be done. I've got a little bit of extra time, a little more wiggle room in my day. On the flip side, I love 
leaving the house because number one, if I signed up for a class, I'm less likely to cancel. I'm, I'm going to show up because I'm already signed up. And then also just driving. There's some sort of peace and quiet about driving at the early hours. You can listen to something or you can just be in silence. And I love just like being up and being around when the rest of the world is awake. So pros and cons of both. Either way, I work out whether it's 30 minutes, whether it's 45 minutes, whether it's a full hour, it really just depends on the start time. The goal is if I end by 6 a.m., I journal for five minutes. Now, this is something I have really tried to be more intentional about this year because I know the power of taking a pen to paper and just brain dumping your thoughts and what that does for clarity and therefore action within your day. It kind of helps avoid the overwhelm that can come throughout your day. So I'll journal maybe for five minutes. Hopefully at this point, my day is already planned, but if not, I'll take a moment to kind of look at my schedule. What are the top things that need to get done? What's the schedule look like between Joey and myself and our nanny? And you know what what's the day going to bring, right? But hopefully I've already planned that out before, which I'll talk about in my five tips. And then next I'm working on something that's exciting, whether it's Focusing on things on the podcast, planning an episode. Maybe it's looking at my client food logs for the week, checking in with them, giving them sort of some sort of inspiration or nugget or tidbit that I can share. Maybe I'm reading right now at the time of this recording, I'm reading The Wellish Trap by Christy Harrison. So I'm always reading or listening to something on Audible. Now, the best case scenario is. I've finished by, you know, 6.30, 6.45. I've got time to jump in the shower, change my clothes before Timmy wakes up so I can fully be mom. What I've identified is that if I just roll into my day, if I don't get up before the baby, it's just what it sounds like. You just roll into your day and it feels kind of foggy and chaotic and it can feel disorienting. And so I really want to be intentional about the time that I have with my son and with family, you know, we only have so many hours in the day. And so I really want to maximize those. Now, what about weekends? Or if I'm not working out in the morning, because I definitely don't work out every single day. I still try to wake up early. What I'll do then is I will, you know, still got to pump, still got to do my emotional, those things. But maybe instead of exercising, I'll throw in a load of laundry or I'll empty the dishwasher or I'll sweep the floors. I'll do some sort of housework. Because what I've learned is the reality is that stuff just doesn't happen (laughs) during the day. It's hard to get it done at night. It's either happening before the baby's awake or after he goes to sleep, right? And as you know, nine times out of 10, you get to the end of the day and it's like, I don't want to do anything but watch trash TV on the couch, right? Like the last thing you want to do is clean. So it really just depends. Now, I want to give you five steps to have a morning routine when you're not a morning person. So let's dive in. Let's start with number one. Start the night before. This can look different, whether it's setting out your clothes, whether it's pre-programming your coffee, even as small as if you have an espresso or a Keurig, like you pick out the K-cup and you set it down and you have your favorite, favorite mug, they're ready to go. Maybe it's planning out your workout. If you are that morning person, you like to exercise in the morning. Like I would challenge you to even go so far as if you say, okay, I'm going to use the Peloton. What class? Pick that the night before. You know, I love group fitness. And so if you're going to a class, like schedule it the night before. 
Because what I found, especially in the morning, it's so easy to waste time and waste, you know, five, 10 minutes just scrolling and deciding. And what really is happening is that we are in decision overload. We had decision fatigue. And so the more decisions that you can make the night before, that's going to help you in the morning, really help set you up for success. Maybe it's a notebook, right? Maybe you like actually sometimes I will just write out my workouts in a little notebook. I keep it in the basement where I exercise. And so I don't want to think about it. I just flip it open to, okay, I want to do lower body. So I pick this. Do whatever you need to do to make less decisions in the morning. Maybe pick out what you're going to listen to, a podcast, an audiobook, scripture, music, whatever it is. You pick it out, you've decided, and you follow the plan. Because what happens when we're making so many decisions is it can leave us feeling bloated. Like we're over-consuming. We're just so much information is going in our head that it doesn't feel good, right? It, It leads to just overwhelm and we feel stagnant, right? So another thing you can do to help lessen that decision fatigue the night before is just do a brain dump. Write down every single thing you have to do, every single thing you want to do. Like just get it out of your head. Then the morning, you're not wasting that time. You just look and you go. Tip number two is to slowly wake up. We use Alexa to gradually wake us up so I don't feel like I wake up with a heart attack to a siren. If you have heard of the hatch, I think it's called the hatch restore, the hatch rest, and there's different versions, but Timmy, our son actually has one. And what is so awesome is like, I can program the music and the light to like slowly wake up. And so you wake up in this like natural, like, oh, like you're on vacation and you're, you know, the the sun is rising and like you just stretch. It feels so good. I do that for him. So I realized I need to do that for myself. Like, why wouldn't I want to wake up the same way as him? Like it feels so much more relaxing and just rejuvenating versus just being jolted up by an alarm. Tip number three is to do something you're excited about. For me, I've always used this time to either, like I said, exercise or work on a special project that I'm excited about. But you have to have a reason. You have to have a why. If you just say, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. because it's because, that's not going to cut it. Like, It's just not. You need a strong why. You need something to look forward to. And if you're not sure like what that something is or what that excites you, like think about how you want to feel and what things will get you to that feeling, right? So exercise, even though it's hard, I know I'm going to feel accomplished before the day starts. And so if you can chase the feeling, you're going to be much more likely to stick with the habit. Tip number four is to hydrate and fuel up. I always joke, my my best friend, one of my best friends, Mallory, she, we're kind of opposites. I'm so proud of her because she has become more active and more into, you know, different types of modalities of fitness. But she said this once, I'll never forget it. She always says, yeah, I read somewhere, like, give your body what it needs before you give it what it wants. Like, give your body some water before you give it all the coffee. And I just laughed out loud because I kind of love it. It's kind of true. Like, drink some water, eat something, because a balanced meal is just as important as that caffeine kick when it comes to the morning. So again, don't just roll, don't just like roll into your day, be intentional. And it doesn't have to be something big. If you're interested, we can do a whole episode on like pre and post workout nutrition and meal ideas and snap ideas. If that's something you're interested in, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Hake or at the Friends Happy Hour and we'll do that. We'll make that happen. 
And my last tip, tip number five is so cliche, but it's so true and research supports it. Having an attitude of gratitude because how you start your day is how you're going to spend your day. I have a client who listens to Christian music or she listens to devotional, like, and it just helps her get in the right headspace, drive me into the office. The reality is that the gratitude, that positive reinforcement, the more that you can make the connection with how good it feels to do what you're doing, you're going to be more likely to stick with it. Really, all these tips, everything I'm sharing with you today, it's about giving yourself margin, giving yourself space between the schedule to breathe, some buffer time, to just be. We are go, 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 and we don't like to stop. And it's, how can I just have more space for me, for my self-care, for prioritizing my needs? I want to challenge you today to give it a week, a one week, one solid week, seven days of committing to a morning routine. And I promise you, you will be hooked. DM me on Instagram if you want to commit to a week and of waking up early and I will do it with you. We'll do it together. I will be your accountability buddy and we'll hash it out. We'll figure out our schedule and we'll hold each other accountable. And then we'll, we'll debrief at the end. We'll see what was our experiment. What did we learn? Is this something we want to continue? Friends, I can't wait to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Let us know the favorite topics you'd like to learn about. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.